0: I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Brian Thomas is originally from Dallas, Texas, where he graduated from Dallas Lincoln High School before traveling for college to the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Graduating college summa cum laude as a collegiate athlete and quickly moving up in his professional career, Brian is currently a plant manager in the automotive industry, where he is responsible for leading a team of 160 people as a part of a $90 million operation. In 2014, Brian founded his company. What allows Brian Thomas to highlight career matters? is his 12 progressive years in corporate America. His leadership roles with multiple Fortune 500 companies. He's experienced in quality supply chain operations and program management. When Brian Thomas launched his Career Matters program, coaching and mentoring young college students and young professionals to go from the classroom to the boardroom, corporate took note. Since then, he is an in-demand speaker, Professional development coach. And more importantly, he loves to give back through mentoring programs and one on ones with his clients. Brian is here to inspire all of us by giving us practical ways that we can make our career matter. Brian Thomas of BrianThomasSpeaks.com, thank you just for taking some time in your busy schedule to sit down and and talk with me and our veteran leaders about the things that matters to our career. And I'm just gonna go deep with you because we have a career expert, someone who's spent over a decade in corporate at the leadership level, someone who has international business experience, someone who is a leader in the space. And unlike some leaders, you decided immediately to blaze a trail and inspire people to go from the classroom, much like you did, to being a professional and continuing that professional track until you hit the boardroom level. What was the catalyst of this journey for you? Why did this matter so much to you?
1: Well, Bernard, uh, first off, thank you for allowing me to be part of your podcast, your veterans community. This means more to me than you know. We'll get a little deeper into that of the personal reason why this matters to me. But just in general, why career matters is important to me is because, we're kind of going through a phase in the, in the world right now, Bernard, where it's a strong push to be an entrepreneur. It's a lot of negativity if you are an executive or a mid-level to senior leader in an organization. You know, those corporate people, those corporate folks. So there just seems to be this, you got to be one way or the other. You like, you have to make a choice. It's almost like we have turned a career discussion into politics. Mm. And you have to choose which side you are. And so you have a person like me who's saying, you know, I grew up with not much, Bernard, not much at all. A lot of love, but we didn't have money. We didn't have the nice neighborhood. And I went to a small college and I went into my career and literally the journey of coming from where I started, And the people that I was able to learn from, the places I was able to travel, the good, the bad, the ugly that I was able to experience as a young man, it helped shape me into being a husband, a father, a positive example inside of my community. And so I looked back and I said, you know what? My career mattered. Hmm. My career actually helped shape me into a man. And it was bigger than my paycheck. It helped me be a man. And I said, wow, other people, I'm pretty sure their career matters as well. But what they don't know is if they don't maximize that career, if they don't give it their best, if they don't understand all the angles and and the strategies and tips, then they're not going to appreciate their career because it's going to be stressful. Well, when you get to a place where I am, I'm at a place where I understand that stress is actually learning. Hmm because I understand the career matters. It's not a job. I didn't say jobs matter. I said career matters. And so I could be speaking to an entrepreneur. I can be speaking to a nurse. I can be speaking to an executive in tech. When we say career matters, we're talking about all careers and not only careers, but those that are actually putting an effort to grow their careers in such a way that can help them be better for their families, for their communities, and be able to leave a legacy to the next generation. Yeah, I love
0: it, uh, Brian. And I love that you went deep on, you weren't saying that a job mattered. You were saying that your career matters. And let's stay on the career matters topic, because your YouTube series on career matters, and you've been posting on your LinkedIn as well, and on your website, BrianThomasSpeaks.com, and the response has been tremendous. Why do you think right now, so many people have been reaching out and connecting with the message of their career matters and just hungrily asking you for more and hungrily asking you to sit down with you, to be mentored by you, to be coached by you, and to have you come out and speak to their companies. Why do you think this focus of your company, right as we kick off the year, has shifted the thinking in so many major corporations and small businesses around the country? I think the reason
1: that the response for career matters is greater than, well, actually, let's let's just be honest here, because this may help somebody that's in business as well. So any of our veterans that are building a brand, the way I'm about to answer this question may save you a lot of heartache and pain. So last year, it wasn't as much career matters. It was Brian Thomas speaks. I was a little bit more motivational. And the response was actually greater than. Mm. So I want to make, be very careful here, guys. My response from the audience, the nation, and people around the world last year was great speaker, powerful speaker, fire, 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 right? That's what I would be getting online. And then the response from Career Matters, when Bernard says there's such an increased response, what he's trying to say is it's not the soft response. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about a soft and a hard response for your business. I used to get soft responses, which were, that's fire, and then that fire went away. Mm. Now I'm getting hard responses, which is, thanks for this information. Can we set up a time to talk? Yeah. And so I want you, if you're creating a business out there, make sure you are doing a proper evaluation of how many soft responses I'm getting and hard responses. Now, I'm not devaluing soft response. Reason being is soft response. Can allow you to start getting brand recognition build a little bit of momentum mm-hmm. but to really cross that finish line you're gonna have to have those hard feedback which is can you please come visit my institution can we set up a time to talk? can right. you get on my podcast can yeah. I can I share your information with others right that's the kind of feedback that we're eventually looking for and that's the space I am as Bernard mentioned I'm starting to get more of that with career matters why? because the career matters information is something they can apply and they can see a result. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You can't apply my, my motivation as much Mm. because it could potentially die away. But when I tell you that you need to understand your leverage points, In salary negotiation, and you go back and you find out, wow, I have leverage in A, B, and C categories, and then you apply that and you make an extra $10,000, then you're like, okay, well, I want to listen to this guy a little bit more. Right. Right. Because if he could do that with just talking about salary, what about if I'm having a bad relationship with my boss? What if I'm relocating to a new city? All of these things fit inside of their career matters conversation. So, right now, I feel Bernard, working with you and others that we're really gearing up some good information to serve. I'm serving the world with Career Matters. I was showing you who I was when I was just Brian Thomas Speaks. I love that. And I love that clear uh,
0: transition. And, and I'm going to mention this, you know, you're know, you in a class of business leaders who knows that this information is not just valuable to corporations and small businesses, but to transitioning veterans as well. And I think You know as you share this message it's definitely resonating with the veteran leader community just as much as with the uh corporate and small business and entrepreneurial community and i love that you're very conscious about your ability to serve and help uh, those who might not have that career experience so on behalf of veteran leaders you know i just want to say thank you and i also want to ask you this your dad served our country and You know, we were talking a bit about this and I I just love to hear what does that mean to you? You shared some of his pictures, some of his accolades, some of his awards. and I think many veterans, because, you know, they were away from their families, they don't at times have a sense that their families were extremely proud of them for their service. So I'd just love to hear from a leader like yourself what your dad's service meant to you. Let's talk about it from a
1: personal standpoint. Let's talk about it from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, from a personal standpoint, because I cannot walk in the room uh, like you, Bernard, I cannot walk in a room like your community and have my, my stripes, right? I have not earned my stripes. Mm. So, when I walk into the room, I can't have a military conversation uh, where it leads to someone saying, thank you for your service. Mm. There's no way I could have that without serving, right? Right. Um, in business... I've worked, uh, (laughs) actually, I was a military uh, program manager, and I worked with the military, Mm -hmm. and I helped uh, put things on the vehicle to help keep our soldiers safe, but that's still not service. Right. You guys made, and ladies made, the ultimate sacrifice, and so, personally, it's nice to know that at least, though I don't have that story to tell my son of my service to our nation, it's in my blood. Mm. It's in my bloodline. I can say your father, his father served. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, your grandfather served. Your uncle served. My family was a serving uh, our nation family. Like, yeah. I'm one of the few men that did not go into service.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My grandfather has his, um, my mom has his flag at our house as well.
2: Mm.
1: So we are a, a serving our nation bloodline.
2: Yeah. And
1: then. <laughs> I was the only one that went to college <laughs> so, but what I've learned you know by getting connected with people like you, Bernard, is that you can do both absolutely, you know absolutely. my brother- in law he did both absolutely you know, and so that's the personal side of how, why this is important to me on the business side, Bernard, business is about being personal mm. as much as we say this is business, this ain't personal, you're dealing with humans, it's personal, right you know don't ever <laughs> don't ever forget that. <laughs> And so because of the service of my bloodline, I am able to have an appreciation. Mm. And in business, being able to have an appreciation for others goes a long way, and it gives you more things to have dialogue about. For instance, early in my career as a young leader, I worked third shift. I worked from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. every night. Mm -hmm. And so now in the business of manufacturing that I'm in, When I go talk to a guy, he's like, you don't know how it feels to be here at night. Yes, I do. Mm. And so I have an appreciation for your struggle. And so for me, just having that military in my bloodline, even on the corporate side, it helps for me to be sensitive because my father's story is one of honor, but also of some pain Mm. along with some of my uncles, every one of them. There was a sacrifice. Let's just say it that way. Right. Their sacrifice wasn't in the line of duty, Bernard. Their sacrifice was in the lack of full transition back, and which is why I love the fact that I have a relationship with you because I thank God that he created you and your community because I just wish that some of my family had that resource when they came home. Oh, wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you saying that and, and reminding us out there that there is a legacy, but there also is a sacrifice. I wanted to talk a bit personal because, you know, again, if you're not following Brian Thomas on Instagram or on Facebook, you know, just take some time. Head over to BrianThomasSpeaks.com, check out his work, head over to his YouTube channel, subscribe, reach out to him on LinkedIn. I'm telling you, when it comes to your career, when it comes to things to help you do the work to progress professionally. There's no one like Brian Thomas, but Brian, you're also a leader at home and you share those moments on social. And I love that you do, because I think at times people only see one side of us and they see the hard work. And at times they miss the heart work. And some of the heart work that I enjoy seeing uh, you share is your daddy diaries, hashtag daddy diaries. And I'd, I'd love for you just to take a moment and talk about when you made the decision to help shift culture from, you know, just that work is everything work is life mentality to no life is life and life has its various aspects and being a father, you know, and and having these daddy moments matters just as much as my career does. Absolutely, Bernard.
1: And I, and I thank you one for continuing to push me to share that side. You always uh, probably about four months ago, Was like, give me more. Like, what's beneath the veil? What's behind that door? Mm -hmm. Um, And my door has been closed in the past. And we're going to be transparent here on this podcast. This is not about me coming on here to tell you how great I am, guys. This is about being transparent. So then you can also take that same transparency into your business, into your family, into your career. So I was closed off for a while With the world, and not like I didn't talk to the world. I just, I didn't let you know the depths. I showed you the surface. Mm. And that came as a lack of trust due to when my father left, I just lost trust for people. Mm. And at 14, having to go to school all day, go to baseball practice, and then go to work every night and work a 40 hour a week job while I'm in high school, that's not right for a kid. Mm. And so I knew it was what I had to do to keep my mother from crying so much, but I just didn't trust people. And so just over the last six months, maybe part of that was seeing my father for the first time in 15 years, but also just Bernard working with me to say, hey, Brian, give us more. And me feeling like, okay, you're not gonna be judged, but Mm -hmm. guess what? Even if you are, who cares? Brian, there's so many more layers. Give them all the layers. They see you as a trailblazer but they don't see you like yesterday. I was at my son's first ever sports practice. Like he mm-hmm. played soccer. They didn't even have a soccer ball, but they called it soccer practice,
0: mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's just little things like that, you know, me and my son going to the mall and taking pictures and surprising my wife with the pictures because she didn't think I knew how to comb his hair, put his diaper on, mm-hmm. you know? It's like <laughs> letting her, remind her, hey, I got this. You know, it's just little things of, I think on social media It's important for people to see, wow, not only is he talking about careers, but he's not losing sight. And the reason this is critical, it's not because I want you to know who my family is. It's important for me to show the daddy diaries and and the love I have for my wife and my mother and my family. Because if you watch any of my content and you say, wow, I like his career matters, but you know, everything's about careers. Then you may say, "Uh, I ain't gonna really rock with this guy but then I show you daddy diaries mm. and I show you all of these other things. And you say, Oh, he does have a, some form of a balance. There is a, a reason why he's doing this. It actually increases the value of career matters. It's not to increase the value of you saying, Oh, he's a great father. I do this because now you listen to the teachings I'm trying to give at a higher, you know, level, because you, when you go in without a full acceptance of something, you ain't really listening. Mm. But when you really are like, okay, I'm, I'm bought in, you can go back and listen to the same thing. And it's different. That's why when a song comes on the radio and you're like, who is this? What is this? And when you hear is your man on the floor, if he ain't, let me know. Let me see if you can run it, run it. Remember all those years ago, there was this little kid with this little voice. And his voice sounded like he hadn't hit puberty yet. <laughs> and he's talking about, let me see if you can run it, run it. And then all of a sudden you found out who he was. Mm. And you saw his skill set. And if you went back and listened to Chris Brown's first hit song now, you listen to it with a whole different thing because you're like, wow, there was greatness even in that. Wow. And so with Career Matters, it's important for me to show the daddy diaries and show the family because then you say he has – uh, some form of balance. And then when you go back and listen to one of my career matters videos, you listen with a different perspective now.
0: Right, right, right. And what I like about you sharing that, and again, hashtag daddy diaries, check out, you know, just some of Brian's posts there. But what I like about you sharing that you triggered for me a memory that I had when I found out that one of my leaders was going through a very nasty divorce. And You know, we're in the army, we're preparing to deploy to some place where things could get hairy. And he noticed the change in my attitude. And then he pulled me aside one time and he said, Bergen, what's up? Bernard, what's going on? I was like, Look, ain't none of my business, but I don't think your mind's gonna be on us if we're in some hard stuff when you're going through what you're going through. And he looked at me with anger, but then he saw that I wasn't gonna back down. Because if your home life was broken, I don't care how much you're trying to sell me an amazing career because what I want is to have the win across the board, like you described, not just winning in my career, but winning at home. And I love your analogy because when we get to see someone's growth at all levels, the younger version of them, the older version of them, their early work, their later work, their strong relationship, and not the cookie cutter stuff, but just true strength that comes from the daily disciplines then you're able to trust them to take you into war and bring you home again. You're willing to trust them as they advise you in your career and the parts about your career that you need to gain some insight on and how it really matters. And I love that you showcase just your thoughts behind it and just your openness to be willing to be challenged in that area. And I want to stay there because you have released the video on LinkedIn about negotiating your salary. And, you know, I've heard from veteran leaders about it that No one is teaching this. No one has walked them through how to negotiate their salary, especially before they accept an offer, you know, amazing offers on the table. But they never even thought about, hey, should I slide my request across the table as well? And you are brilliantly helping us do that. So I'd love for you to take some time on what we should know, maybe two or three things about those tense moments of, Ooh, they just put a lot of zeros in front of me.
1: However, there's more. Bernard, thank you for, for leading into this, this dialogue because I, I'm going to come at this a little unconventional. We're not going to give you the cookie cutter, the salary negotiation conversation. What I'm going to tell you, number one, is the philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, the, the philosophical, the high level, in general statement, which is leverage. I just want you to get leverage really embedded into your mind. Leverage. And what that leverage means is you need to understand all of your key leverage points where you know that you can pull that lever at any time. Mm. And a leverage point, you may say, well, Brian, Willie, really, you know, can you give me a few examples of what that could be in my career? Listen, I'm talking to the military community. I'm talking to the veteran community leverage. You already got leverage I'll never have. I can't walk in a room and put on my resume, serve the country. Mm. So going into career conversations as a veteran leader, your number one area that you should be leveraging is the fact that you have seen, you have experienced, you have endured, you have trained, you have trained others, you have recruited, you have went through the fire and come out on the other side. And even if you got burned, you didn't give up. Do you think we don't need that in business? That is where I'm saying with leverage. And many people don't have people like me, which is, you know, Bernard, why I do this. You don't have people telling you that that's leverage. Like, it's not that, you're, that we're not smart people, right? We're all smart people. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. We're just ignorant of a few things. And ignorance, it just means what you don't know. There's things we just don't know. Right. And so veteran community today, what I'm telling you is what you already experienced is your number one leverage point because companies, the business has ebbs and flows. There's going to be good days and there are going to be bad days. And sometimes those who haven't endured enough, when the bad days come, that's when they want to leave the company. They want to jump ship. They want to go to the competitor. They don't want to stay and keep their feet planted in the ground and build more strategies and tactical approaches to withstanding this downflow in the business. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? If I was sitting across from a man that has been served a couple of tours overseas and he can tell me, you know, how he endured this, I'm thinking, wow, if we lose a few percentage points on a profit margin and our competition starts to get a little closer to us, I feel like this is a guy that's willing to to hunker down and get into a boardroom with me and build some strategy and not give up on me and quit on me.
2: Yeah,
1: That's leverage. And guess what? I may be willing to pay an extra $10,000 for that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And, And the reason being is, so you and another person, it could be a guy or a girl, you interview with me and this person says, You know They're just regular, great education, great school, blah, 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 haven't had many hardships. And we both interview, and I'm looking at very similar people, but you are a veteran leader. Then I'm saying, wow, if I lose this person, it's going to cost me about at least half their salary to replace them.
2: Mm. Well, if
1: this is a $100,000 position, half the salary is 50. And if I'm going to give you an extra 10, then I just said, still save $40,000. Oh, Wow. So I actually, by giving the veteran leader, the person that's going to go to battle with me in business, by giving you the extra 10 that you did or didn't ask for, that's the question. You may not get it because you didn't ask. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I give you the extra 10. I actually just saved my company 40 because that other person was going to leave when we go, you know, when times get hard. Yeah. That's kind of the chess match, Bernard, behind the scenes that in our careers, people never get exposed to. And that's why I'm so grateful that I've been able to, to grow in my career because I've been able to see that it is a game. Like I've been able to see the rules of the game and now I'm learning how to engage because I know that there are things behind the scenes that most never get a chance to see. And this is part of it.
0: Yep. And what I like is, you know, I recently experienced this and you were, you know, pivotal in helping coach me through this change. Of course, I work in the tech industry Massive change happens quickly. And we had a massive reorg. And of course, moving to a different part of the company was something I was thinking about. But you shared the information that you just shared with our listeners with me. And you said, Bernard, right now, your leverage is going up a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. Yes, it's a new position. Yes, it's something you've never done before. But think about how much it will cost them to have to replace you and they already lost two team members as people who went through the same change that i did said you know what i'll move on or i'll find something new to do within the company and because of your advice and me being able to stay the unexpected outcome was a raise but it was a raise i didn't ask for and in talking to you it hit me that ooh, i left money on the table so Thanks for sharing what you shared with the philosophy. And I think that was brilliant. And I know that our veteran leaders will find so much value in that. But the next thing I definitely want to ask is, how should I approach asking for that next big raise?
1: Okay. Okay. So now we, we understand our various leverage points. Now it's time to ask. I guess the question is, you have various points in which you can ask, and then you have unconventional points. So let's point out the very conventional ones. Conventional points are, I interview for a job and an offer is made to me and I want to counter offer. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe someone offered you $85,000 and you want to ask for $95,000. So that's a conventional spot. Another conventional spot is at end of year evaluation. You work a year, you do a performance review, and typically most companies are trying to stay in that 3% salary increase range. And most budget that. Most companies just budget three. And if an employee meets expectations, they typically get three. If you exceed expectations, maybe you can go up to four, maybe with a max of 4.5 to 5%. And then if you're not meeting expectations, you know, you're know you below 3% on your annual increase. Mm-hmm. So these are your conventional spaces where salary increases are discussed. Then- there's unconventional ones. And this is the kind of ones I want to teach your veteran community because most people aren't saying this. So I was making $80,000 once, Bernard, and I was like, I would like to make more. I was happy for my salary, mm-hmm. but I was like, I would be okay with more. But I was talking to myself. Right. Like I was <laughs> talking to my company. So my boss called me into a meeting one day and he's like, everything's going well, Brian. I'm like, yep, everything's going well. Project's going well. Yep. Project's going well. Wife doing well, wife doing well. Is there anything uh the company or myself can do for you? And I'm like, Well, um
2: Mm.
1: the only thing I could say is if you guys uh were open to the discussion around my salary. Mm. I said, Other than that, I'm doing pretty well. I enjoy working here. Yeah, yeah. And this was like maybe four or five months after I started with the company. Mm. (laughs) So I like just got started and he's like, huh. He's like, Well let's um let me look into that for you. I don't, I don't really have an answer for you now, but I'll give you some feedback. Mm-hmm. And so next week they said, okay, here, here's 85,000. And I was like, so by me just asking in a professional manner, mm-hmm. I didn't say, you know, if you don't give me 5,000, I'm walking out of here next week. Right. Right. He asked me how I was doing and if they could do anything for me. And I said, yeah, I'll take some more money. Wow. Like, <laughs> wow. And I really, and I really said it that way. I was like, well, it's, You know, if that's available conversation to have, then I'm open to that. Mm -hmm. And just by me being genuine, I said, hey, me and my wife want to start a family. Right. You know, and and actually four I think four months later, we you know, we were pregnant. But I said, hey, we want to start a family. I want to start getting my salary where I want it to be. And he's like, "Okay." And it put five thousand dollars on my income. Now, you may say, well, Brian, that's only five thousand. Yeah, it's five thousand now, but it's also tied to bonuses. It's also tied to your next salary increases based off your previous salary. So every dollar you're leaving on the table is hurting you. If you leave a thousand on the table today, it's probably going to cost you 10,000 later.
0: Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. I love that truth. I love that persistence and just thinking about your new levels. But I also like that you said, you know, it was not a hard discussion to have because you were performing and you were asked what else can we do for you? And I love that there are so much things within our control, within our careers, that we tend to take for granted, because as you mentioned, we are usually having the conversation with the person who can't have the, the
1: impact that we know we so desperately need. Yeah, and Bernard, I wanna add something in too about this whole, you know, how I approach that. Many managers never have people that work for them that know how to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. So when you come into this conversation professionally, it actually intrigues a manager. Oh, wow. It's like, wow, like, huh, you did this, you know, because salary is the taboo subject, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're talking money. Your manager already knows how much money you make. So it's not like it's a, a surprise to them. Right, right. But you approach them professionally. You have a conversation, you lay out a few things. And then you give them a chance to just go think about it. And as a manager, if you're a great employee, the last thing I want to do is lose you. Right. But the other thing on that is no manager wants to be strong armed. Mm. So for you to be able to have that conversation without making it feel as if you strong armed me, then I'm like, wow, okay, this was done professionally. I don't feel uncomfortable. Matter of fact, I want to get the money for this person. Right. Right. And now that's what, you know, my, my a few managers in my career, because of the way I approached it, they almost thought they were doing me a favor. Mm. You know, that's the way you wanted to make them feel, though. You don't want a person going to have money to conversations about you that are mad. Yeah, we can be as arrogant as we want to be about money and, and our position in the company. When I say leverage, don't get it twisted. Leverage isn't like a hard statement. Leverage is very soft. The reason I'm using the word leverage means I don't have really control. See, if I'm going to go buy a house and I say, this is my offer. And if you don't accept my offer, I ain't buying this house. That's control. But if I say, I really, 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 really want this house. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, really, really want to get it at this offer. And I don't want them to say no, because I really, really want it. Then I have to start understanding what are my leverage points? Right. How long has this house been on the market? right is there something about the neighborhood that is you know so now you're starting to figure out like okay i have to figure out what the leverage plays are because i don't have full control in this moment right and that's what salary negotiation is about and not even talking about salary guys but no right, let me give you guys a tip and give your community a tip right now many people are leaving vacation time on the table ah so this is what i mean when you get hired into the company you are locked into the vacation system. Mm -hmm. So if it's, you know, you got a week of vacation after, you know, when you first get in, maybe two weeks after a year, three weeks after five years or, you know, whatever that company's system is, you're locked into it once you get hired. But if you come in as a new employee and they offer you two weeks and you say, hey, based off of my years of experience and blah, 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 I deserve three, they will be more willing to give you the vacation Up front, most companies aren't having that vacation discussion once you're into their uh, system. Ah, got it. Yeah, vacation is not something that's negotiated often once you're already hired. Now, it can be done, it's definitely uncommon. Right, right. So, you can actually get more vacation if you want it. If you want more vacation than the company's system allows, their policy or whatever, get it when you first come in. Mm -hmm. And the other thing about that extra vacation, is that there's many times they will rather give you the vacation and that's the way the financial things go. They'll rather give you that vacation and give you the salary. Wow, got it. So if you wanna, if they're like, no, we can't negotiate that extra 5,000 in your salary. Uh, you say, well, do you offer uh, that third week of vacation? They're mm-hmm. more willing to have that conversation. Yeah, I
0: love that. And I love
1: that you are giving us high level, tactical
0: things that we can do to leverage our skill sets, leverage our brand, leverage our, our career experience as we approach leveling up our corporate careers or our careers in whatever industry we find ourselves. We are you know, talking with Brian Thomas. And if you don't know who Brian Thomas is, shame on you. But head over to BrianThomasSpeaks.com, connect with him. Brian is a career architect millennial career accelerator, corporate trainer, and keynote speaker, someone I'm humbled to call a friend. And Brian is just sharing some of his career matters strategies with us so that we make this year so meaningful in our careers. Because as he just mentioned, we're leaving money on the table, whether that's in a salary discussion or even in a vacation discussion. And Brian, I love that you are kind of giving us the insider viewpoint because you do a lot of hiring. Now, I wanna shift a bit because in your speaking, your travels, you know, your coaching, your years in corporate, you are very disciplined about giving back and your mentorship programs. Now, you shared some, some goals with me about working with a certain amount of younger professionals so that they can go from the classroom to the boardroom, much like you have. I wanna know a little bit about the mindset of the 18-year-old Brian Thomas? And did you envision this path in your career journey? And also, would you listen to this version of yourself as you train, coach, and speak as an
1: 18-year-old? Hmm. <laughs> the 18-year-old me. For those that, um, that know 18-year-old me, you know you probably didn't expect this. You expected some form of success. Mm. You didn't expect... Um, me to be a thought leader, a person that has built a brand and a community and friendships that are literally going to change the careers for people across the world, that I didn't see. Mm. Um, And the reason I didn't see that side at 18 is because I just had a nasty attitude, Bernard. Oh, okay. I made good grades in school and I did that and I was a good athlete and I didn't have the best environment. I didn't have any male correcting me. So I just went into college as a just real bad attitude. Did good, stayed out of trouble, wasn't that kind of kid. But it was the kind of bad attitude where if I did not get it corrected, I would never become what I was destined to be. Oh, wow. wow. It wasn't the kind of bad attitude that wouldn't make me uh, have a good job. It wouldn't you know, make me be a good dad, a good father. It wasn't that kind of bad attitude. It was just a bad attitude that you knew that until you unlock this, God would never show you Mm. the depths of what he has in store for you and your service to the world. And I had a professor who told me you won't be blank. And he didn't say blank. He said, You Mm. won't be blank in life. Mm. In front of my whole class. And it was because of a bad attitude and that that woke me up. But yeah, at 18 man, I will tell you if I was talking to me at 18, I would listen. And because I, I used to listen to people, but I used to challenge. Mm. And I still do to this day. You know, you got to have a sense of discernment. So I used to really challenge, like, is this person speaking from a place of credibility? Mm. Are they speaking to make themselves sound sweet? Or are they speaking to speak life into me? So it's changed the way I've spoken because I, can, I fell into that trap where I was talking because it, it sounded good to me. I was making myself feel good by speaking. Yeah. And I was like, no, Brian, you got you to gotta realize you're talking to the future leaders of this world. They don't care how sweet your, your vernacular is. They don't care how poetic you are. What they need to know is that you can help them go to a place that has never been gone to in their family. Oh, wow. Even if their mother and father already have PhDs, they may have PhDs, but they're not rocket scientists. Mm. They haven't left earth and went into outer space. So even every time I, I speak now, I'm, I'm very careful that it's not about Brian Thomas. It's about helping someone literally believe that they can achieve any crazy thing that comes in their mind mm. because we live by a motto. All it takes is one crazy idea and one crazy person to believe in it. I love that. One crazy
0: idea on one crazy person to believe in you. Who was that person for you, Brian?
1: Uh, Dr. Charles Colin. Dr. Charles Colon was a professor that pulled me to the front of the class. I was 20 years old. I was in a class called Electronic Fundamentals. The previous day, we had a career fair. I went into that career fair with a Charles Woodson Oakland Raiders jersey, a pair of Timberlands, some blue jeans. I had my rings on my finger, and I had a chain on my neck. And that's actually how I walked into my very first professional career. Uh, So (laughs) what I didn't know, I had a bad interaction with one of the recruiters. That recruiter uh, had a very deep connection to this professor, Dr. Charles Colon. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next day in class, I was I was embarrassed Mm -hmm. and something very special happened. He said, everybody in this room, this is one of the smartest guys I know. He doesn't even have a textbook, but he makes all A's in this class. And he won't be nothing in life. Mm. And um, I sat down and he was talking about my attitude. And uh, it's funny, Bernard, because the reason this was a pivotal moment for me was I didn't get mad. I wasn't even mad, Bernard. For the first time, a bad attitude would typically try to fire back at him. Right. Right. But I sat down and I said, wow, this is the first time since my father left that a man has told me the truth. Wow. Wow. And I had to accept that he was loving me, Mm. that he was trying to love me. He knew how to get through to me. Yeah, Like he didn't say, Brian, you need to correct your attitude. Oh, he said, hey, guys, this is one of the smartest guys in this room and he ain't going to be nothing in life.
2: Mm.
1: And I was like, whoa, that was well orchestrated, right? He, He put that, that was some love behind those words. And I sat down and it changed my life. And then, you know, the next year, ironically, Bernard, My corporate career, my very first day in corporate America, people know about the story I tell about $20 and a promise. Mm -hmm, That $20 and a promise, that job I got that I was working was from that recruiter the next year. Oh, wow. So I I was forced, God forced me to have that exact same interaction a year later, except the only difference was my attitude was better. I love that.
0: Man, and I don't want to, you know, gloss over that. One crazy idea and one person to believe in it. And I love how you just authentically connected us with the story of your transformation and your change. And I think that's something that as you continue to mentor, as you continue to share, as this podcast goes out, that many of the listeners, many of the veteran leaders, many of those that support the community will connect with, you know, just the mindset to grow from the classroom to the boardroom. And and Brian, I just want to ask, because on your Instagram, Brian Thomas Speaks, You know, you share so much about cultivating the mindset, and you talked about having this moment where you disconnected from your shield of anger, you disconnected from your shield of rejection, and you embraced the truth that there was things that you could change to be the leader that you are today. Can you give us three things that we can do every day to cultivate that mindset that shifted you from the classroom to the
1: boardroom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, let me step back real quick, Bernard, and I want to say the career matters. One crazy idea and one crazy person to believe in you. You saw the birth of this, Bernard, and you were part of that crazy idea. You know, you saw me say it out loud, and you saw me posting a little bit, and I think we had a phone conversation, and we laid out like a hundred (laughs) topics. Yeah, we did. (laughs) And honestly, that was the birth. Because remember, at that time, there's no logo, there's no flyers, there's none of this. It was a hashtag. So, (laughs) literally, the one crazy idea, one crazy person to believe in you. You know, you've been able to be a part of that for me with Career Matters. So, I just wanted to let the community know, like, this is not. What me and Bernard are talking about today is real life. This is not some fantasy land. This mm-hmm. is genuine. This is real. And I really challenge you to build these kind of relationships in your life. So to answer your three points for mindset, Bernard, one is what are you willing to lose? Mm. Most people look at what are they willing to gain? I hate to do it this way. I really do because I don't want to make it stereotypical or you know, create a stereotype for someone. But it is true that many of our uh, highly successful athletes do not come from very successful upbringings. Mm. You know, the majority don't. The majority don't have this perfect, you know, system. Steph Curry is an anomaly. Mm. You know, he had the father that was in the NBA, you know. He's doing extremely well. You know, that's an anomaly. But the reason I'm bringing up sports is, many people are running away from something mm. they don't want to ever go back to where they were ray lewis didn't want to go back to watching his mother get beat in front of him mm. and him not being big enough and strong enough to do anything about it right a lot of people don't know that ray lewis when, his, when he saw his mother get beat for the last time he asked her to get him a deck of cards and you may say well brian what in the world why would ray lewis as a teenager ask for a deck of cards what is he, like, going to, like, cut him with the car? Like, what is what is, what is he going to play him in a game of poker and then he'll, you know, not hurt his mother anymore? He took the cards and he went into the garage and he put the cards and uh, he opened the package and every, whatever the card said is how many push-ups he did. Oh, wow. And he did that until he couldn't, his, his arms wouldn't allow him to do push-ups again. And he said, this would be the last time any man puts their hands on you. Wow, that's powerful. It's powerful. So, when you see him in the Super Bowl with a torn muscle, it's just they're coming. We're running away from something, Bernard. So, from a mindset standpoint, don't get so excited about the fact that you're going to make money. Don't mm-hmm. get so excited about the fact that you're going to be able to take uh, extravagant vacations. Don't get so excited the fact that you're going to be able to buy that nice house. Mm-hmm. What I want you to think about is never being poor, never going back to where you were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. never allowing your child, your son, your little cousin, your little niece, your little nephew to ever feel what you felt.
2: Mm.
1: I ate out of cans when I was 21 years old. I ate canned green beans and corn. That was my meal every day, and I walked to work. I don't want my son to have to experience that. Not that I don't want him to feel pain. Pain will come. God will ensure that. Right. I just don't want him to have to feel what I felt when I can do better.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you
1: could do better, do better. So my mindset is not, oh my gosh, my career matters so much because of how much I can get. My career matters so much because I want to get so great at what I do that even if I make a mistake, I don't fall back all the way to the bottom because mm. we're human. You're going to fail. If level 10 is possible and if I make a mistake, it drops you three levels, then okay, I'm back at seven. But if, I'm, if I only get to three and then I make a mistake, I'm back at zero. Oh, Wow. And so I want to get all the way to like level 15. So I have the space to make a few mistakes because I'm human and I don't go back to zero. Right. So that's, that's one of the mindset, the things that puts me in the right mindset. The other thing is really enjoying that what you do does have an impact on the world.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: And so what I do as a speaker, as a trainer, as a coach, I know it's leaving an impact But then also what I do by day in the automotive industry, I know that a vehicle doesn't get put together without my product. Oh, wow. And so that also is a sense of of pride and joy that I'm a part of something. And then third thing, Bernard, is sort of the daddy diary concept, is to know that there's more, there's more to it, right? right? (laughs) Right. And that it's going to be okay. You know, many people run into stressful situations in their career, and they don't know it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so you end up getting you make desperate moves. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, my mindset is it's going to be okay. And because of that, it allows for me to calm down in the midst of stressful situations. Now, when I say it's going to be okay, do I do I know that that may come with a delayed pleasure? Like it may be pain for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be okay.
0: Wow, man! I don't want to gloss over anything you said. I just really feel that. You know, you touched on just some of the facts and, you know, many of our viewers live are sharing about the uphill climb and, and just the consistency that we must maintain. And we, Brian, we appreciate you just really sharing your insider uh, viewpoint. You know, I just want to take some time to share one of the quotes that was shared as you were sharing. It. And this was from Frank Sagasta. Frank, thanks for sharing. He posted, the uphill climb is slow, but the downhill road is fast. It takes years to build up trust. And only seconds to destroy it and that's by John Wooden and, and Brian I think you were deeply talking about building nice and slow and having that firm foundation so that your son your your legacy the mentees you have the people who you uh, pour into share with speak to and help in their careers that as they continue to climb and I love your analogy that you teach them how to consistently get to ten so when speed bumps do occur and life brings speed bumps and life has hurricane seasons, that if they do drop back, it's not to zero, it's from 10 to seven. And I love that for many, and people who are gonna be listening to this, that they're gonna look at how much further can I go and how can I do so consistently, slowly, and in a way that no matter what speed bump comes, no matter what new challenge shows up, that we never have to go all the way back to square one.
1: Uh, I really said that? Yeah, you said all that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting over here until I feel like I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you know, I want, I want to shift to this because I know that as people are exposed to your work, just like I have been, they're going <laughs> to want to get more deeply connected to you. So again, if you haven't visited bryanthomasspeaks.com or Brian Thomas Speaks on Instagram, head over and tap into that community, and the powerful mindset that your career matters, that as you build a career, and something Brian said earlier on the the call, not just the job, not just a moment, a moment of increase because your book, service, product is selling fast, but your career, that means over time, it matters. Now, Brian, you have a Career Matters One Day Conference Series that you are spinning up, One thing I wanted to do was, because I know it's a very boutique and closed experience, and I don't want people to say, well, you know, you only had 15 seats and I only found out. So tell us about your Career Matters One Day conferences and what can our listeners expect as you travel around the country and offer this
1: training? First off, um, before you even consider what I'm bringing which is the number one thing that you're thinking like, why would I invest money into coming to a one day event with Brian Thomas? Well, consider that you may not be the only person that chooses to make that investment Mm. and that you may be in an environment with people who are hungry, Mm. who are desiring to be greater, who are desiring growth in their career and for me, that's the number one thing that's important for people to come out to something like this because there's no other type of place, right. that, it doesn't exist right now for career professionals.
2: Mm.
1: I'm not selling you motivation. I'm not trying to sell you a book. I'm not trying to sell you the next investment strategy that's gonna help you make so much money by next week. I'm not selling you email marketing. I'm not selling you any of those things. Yeah. What I am trying to do, is help you maximize what you already do. You're already in your career. I got college students that's going to be there. They're about to go into their career. I got people that are there that are trying to make a transition. That's why I said career prep, career growth, career transition. Mm. And all I'm here to do is to give you the the behind-the-scenes information that gives you the leg up on your competition. Oh, wow. And if you want that, come get it. If you don't want it, I know... Maybe you'll see me on a second time around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why it's boutique. It's boutique because we know that everybody doesn't really want this. Even those that go on social media, and this is my year, and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a select few, Bernard. Mm. There's a select few that not only go to basic training, they make it through basic training. There's a select few who make it through basic training and end up becoming the person who teaches the training. Oh, wow. See, there's levels to greatness. Mm-hmm. And I know that with Career Matters, our one day power session, I am honored and privileged to know that I'm going to be in an environment where I'm surrounded by greatness. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to, to see the greatness when the person's on the other side of their struggle. Like, okay, you got the job now. Okay, you got the career. You got the brand. Right. So people can see Brian and say, oh, you got a little bit of success. But do you understand how much fire is built up inside of me when i see an 18 to 25-year-old who doesn't even know that they're about to go into the lion's den, but they're so gung-ho and they're so ready. Mm -hmm. And I know that they're about to go through 10 years of just pure pain. Oh, wow. And they're willing to still do it. Wow. I'm surrounded by greatness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Greatness is sometimes in the person's first step, not their last. Whoa. My son being bold enough to take one step lets me know that he's going to be great in life because he was bold enough. He didn't know that that foot was going to land and that he was going to be stable, but something about his little body said, give it a shot. Right. And that little moment of him giving his first step a shot on Thanksgiving of 2016, I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, he's now on a path of greatness. Wow, I love that. I love that. And that's what the the people that you're going to be in that room with, the strategies you're going to get, I can assure you, will put you on a path to greatness, and it will unlock some things that you never thought possible in your career.
0: Yeah, and I love that you taught career transitions because, you know, that's what we try to highlight for our veteran leaders, that you can continue to serve beyond the uniform, those that love and support our community. We always want to have conversations that help us level up and not just do what average people are doing. Again, and we don't use average as a loose word. Average is a mathematical formula. If you add up all the people around you and you divide by the numbers, you can start asking yourself, what's the average intentions and behaviors of your communities? And veteran leaders, we are leaders. We're here to train, we're here to push, and we're here to usher in new levels of global and world impact. And I think Brian Thomas's Career Matters conferences and power sessions will help you tap into the communities, people, and ideas that help you not only transition well, but stay consistent in your ability to level up. One of those strategies, Brian, and I'm still kind of kicking myself because I didn't know this information, is your 55, five and five strategy. And I, you know, I just want you to take some time to showcase the ideas that you will be teaching at these sessions because when you break it down, people are gonna say, man, wh- where were you at when I needed to know this? My first role out of graduate school, out of university. So break down that fifty-five-five and five strategy for
1: us. Yeah. So so Bernard, when we say fifty-five-five and five, I do want you to know it's a strategy. I'm going to explain what the numbers mean, but do understand that higher level, it's just a strategy. Mm-hmm. And so back to what Bernard just said. Let's talk numbers. So the averages say that for the last ten years, a college student, a recent college grad. Now, this is across the board, Bernard, all, all majors, everything, has averaged between $47,000 and $53,000. Mm-hmm. Now, for STEM students, uh, for those of us that go into the STEM fields, I believe that average, and, and I could be wrong, I think it's 63. Mm. 66 is coming to my mind, but I believe it's 63 is the number. Uh, you guys could double check that, but I believe a STEM graduate is 63. All right. So we're 47 to 53 for most of the graduates. And then those select graduates that go into STEM fields around 63. And that's the average. So what I say is, let's be above average. And I don't want to speak only to STEM students. So I'm kind of just bucketing everybody into this world because I also know a lot of STEM students that graduate and make 40s. So I say, well, guys, let's be above average. If average is around 53 at the top end, let's go to 55. Mm. And not only do I want you to have that fifty-five thousand minimum. Remember, this strategy is I'm saying minimum expectations. I also want you to have five thousand in your relocation, mm. and for temporary living. Now you say why, Brian? Well, five thousand may not be needed if you're just if your job is in the same city as where you're graduating. Right. For Many of us we end up working in a different location than where we graduated. And I want you to be very careful with this. You may say, well, Brian, I got a job in Seattle, Washington. I went to college in California, but I'm from Seattle, Washington. Mm -hmm. No, you are relocating. Most people don't see that as a relocation. They're saying, I'm coming back home. You're relocating for college. Yes, you are. And so don't lose sight because some people say, I don't need the relocation. No, yes, you do. If it's offering, you take it as long as you meet the criteria. Mm -hmm. If your university is within 50 miles, outside of 50 miles, uh, then- Usually companies are, they think it's around 50 miles or so is where they deem if you're on the other side of that, that's relocation. Mm. You have 5000 which allows for you to get your belongings moved, you know, maybe have a little bit of temporary living where you maybe your first month or two of rent is paid, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so you're secure in that aspect. And then the other five is for your bonus. This is signing bonus, not your bonus within your salary. I'm talking about a $5,000 lump sum that says, thank you for accepting this offer. Love it. And what that 5,000 does is now you want to put that 5,000 towards your bank account, right? So you can get some stability in there. You may use a little bit, maybe put a little bit of furniture in your home or something like that. But what the 5,000 relocation, the 5,000 signing bonus, it allows for you to have stability Mm -hmm. right now. Your 55000 salary allows for you to have stability long-term, and now you're going into the workplace, and money is not something that you're ever even thinking about. Right. Which allows for you to be at your best, which allows for you to make more money. Love it. And so I call it 55, 5, and 5. Like some people, you can, you're going to make more. And I do understand there are certain fields, uh, Bernard, uh, where people are going to make less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just the nature of the beast. But what I want you to think about 55, 5, and 5 It means get the max of what you have been properly valued at. Love that. I love that. And don't lose sight to the fact that there's other avenues that money exists, but they don't exist when you don't ask. I love that. I love how clear
0: that is. And again, you can head over to BrianThomasSpeaks.com or follow Brian on Instagram or Facebook to dig deep with these video series, this Career Matters video series. Connect with him on LinkedIn because his LinkedIn will change your life and change your career strategy. And if you don't have a career strategy, you will want to do a consulting session so that you don't miss the opportunity to maximize the small things that lead to big results within your career. Ron, I wanna just really highlight the fact that you are you know, an author, a highly in demand speaker, and you published some books, The Read It Theory to Success, Why wait when you can create six steps from the page to the stage? And I think you're always willing to share your expertise with others. And that brings us to our next subject, your deep commitment to mentorship, your deep commitment to coaching. But what I want to ask is the flip side of the equation. How do we find the right coach? How do you hire the right coach? And how do you fire the right coach without losing the relationship? (laughs) that's loaded it's
1: a loaded question absolutely loaded (laughs) I would say first how do you find the right coach I guess let's talk about this from a just a pure career standpoint this kind of corporate America type of concept you need to be good at what you do Mm. and the reason I say that is I always tell young people I don't want you going after your mentor as much as I want your mentor going after you And I know that's a that's a different approach to take. But what I'm trying to say is I want your work to be so good that somebody says, "Okay, he needs or she needs to be exposed to a little bit more. Right. I love that. And then in doing so, you're going to get a lot of attention. And then from that attention, you got to start being, you know, have a sense of discernment of who's really in it for them You know, I've been promoted, Bernard. I've been groomed one time because my grooming gave my boss credibility, which got him a promotion. Oh, wow. Well, guess what? It worked out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I had a manager that told me, this is a piece of advice that literally changed my corporate career. I took a job promotion. Everything was going well. And the gentleman that gave me a recommendation, his mentor called me. He's a vice president, called me into an office. Mm -hmm. And he says, Brian, um, you came highly recommended. A person I highly respect is the person that recommended you. And I trust them. So I trust you. So I expect you to do a great job. He says, but I want you to know one thing right here, right now. And I'm all all ears. I'm excited. He says, don't think we go home thinking about how to make your career successful. Mm. I said, what? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, and I, I think I put that in uh, Why Wait When You Can Create He said don't think We go home Thinking about how to make your career successful And that's why I put it in Why Wait When You Create Because at that moment is when I said I have to create my career path to greatness Right, right And he cared for me And they would do stuff for me They would help me But their job wasn't to think about How to get me promoted hmm. And so, one of the things that's why I say with mentorship is, though you can go seek them, the best mentor you're gonna have is when they seek you, is when they reach out and say, "Hey, let's go to lunch." Hey, I've noticed that project you presented last week. Did you have have you ever thought about this? Now, it's okay to go both ways. Like you can go and ask for a lunch date with a guy or a girl, you know, that's a leader in your organization. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But that that special one, that special one, is when you put out so much good work that they don't have any, any way but to come talk to you. Right. you know That person that you want to chase to be your mentor, they may not like competition. Uh. They may not like the fact that grooming you potentially makes you so good that it may have them lose their job. right? So you, you don't even know if everybody's equipped to be a mentor. Mm. You know, and so that's why I say a lot of times having people come after you by putting great work out is a good way. Now, once you have a mentor, one of the best ways to stay, to keep a good mentor, is to stay connected with them. A good mentor is not about you just telling them every time something good happens. A good mentor actually wants to know when you're struggling. Mm. They're not there for your successes. Like anybody can clap for when you win. A good mentor is actually gonna ride that wave with you when the tsunami comes. And that's where I messed up, Bernard, early in my career, is I, because I was ashamed to tell people my failures, when I struggled, I didn't call my mentors enough. Mm. Now, I had some I did call, but there was other occasions where I think I could have did a better job and it would have been less stressful and I would have made better career choices if I would have just let somebody hear what I was going through. Right. And then, yeah, sometimes you do got to (laughs) fire. You got to fire coaches, fire mentors. And then sometimes, Bernard, let's not even say fire. Sometimes you grow apart. Sometimes you just grow apart. And then truth be told, Bernard, sometimes Mm. you grow past them. Oh, wow. I've had mentors that mentored me when I was young, and now I've grown past them from a career standpoint, but it doesn't mean I've grown past them from a life standpoint. Right. Because their children are in college. Yeah. So yeah, I may have a fancier title, but you can give me advice on sending a child to college.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
1: don't ever lose sight that if you grow past your mentor in business, it doesn't mean you've grown past them in life. I love that. But yeah, there's sometimes people that you do need to separate yourself from. And that's not easy. I don't even know, Bernard, if I'm equipped on answering that with the break, how to break that breakup clean, because I've had some where it's just been, you know, you just separate and I haven't had anywhere. I'm like, I hate you. I hate you, I hate you back. But there are some that have just gone like kind of faded away. Yeah, I guess. But that's life, you know, that's life. And that's going to be a season. Yeah. You know, that's life has seasons, Bernard. I mean, imagine you and I are in deep conversation on a weekly basis. We're talking, but we didn't know each other before last year. Right. Absolutely. So God truly does have seasons. Mm -hmm. And you just have to really maximize every season you have with every interaction, because that season will change one day. Now, there's going to be some that take the ride with you. God's going to put a select few that go through all the seasons with you but there's going to be some that don't make it. Mm. And that's okay. Like, we got to make sure that we say this. It sounds negative, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love
1: that. I think the, the
0: veteran leader community really knows what it feels like to go through seasons, build fast, deep friendships because you're in some hard things together, but then also know that the seasons will change. And I love that you touched on, you know, the creator does design A moment of connection that's deep and transformational and we get to build and become in those moments in those seasons. But on the same token, at times we hold on so tightly that we can't receive what's new, a new new direction, a new insight, a new career track, a new raise, because maybe you're a little afraid to uh, now be the leader of your peers within your environment. And I think you touched on you want to attract your coaches and mentors by how amazing you're performing. And then don't turn a blind eye to the fact that they're there. They're not there to clap for you because you're succeeding. They're there to help you navigate the tricky next steps or the moments where you just hit the brick wall, trying something, innovating, and pushing things forward at a time where the culture, the corporate setting, the career decision, where there were so many elusive factors that weren't ready for that decision to be made one of the hard things i faced in my transition from the military was again i was attached to a special forces unit so we were very close very deep relationships in that community people i'm still connected with to this day so it really felt like a breakup you're losing culture identity insight and deep friendships and life was just going in totally different directions as you could imagine at that level you have people with clearances that take them deep within the Pentagon and the NSA. And I'm walking away from that. So the phone calls, the camaraderie just goes down. But as you mentioned, this time last year, I didn't know a Brian Thomas this time last year, I wasn't able to connect with so many amazing individuals who have enriched my life and enriched my career and truly showcase to me that there's more to life than money. There's more to life than work. But you still want to do career well. You still want you know to earn what you've what you deserve and continue to challenge and shift your life forward. And Brian, I just I thank you for you know going deep with that and, and showcasing that yes, we can outgrow our coaches, and yes, we should be humble enough to maintain the relationships because there's definitely something that they can teach us. Brian, we are you know right at the end of our conversation, but I want you to Tell us about the professional development trailblazer call every Thursday, or I should call it the career matters Thursday night call, because, you know, I was humbly able to uh, work with you during the month of December on that Thursday night call and the community and the discussion. We had HR experts, lawyers, doctors, and we were all on that call to discuss how to take our careers to the next level, what strategic steps. That we can do week after week to build a career that truly matters in more than just the financial setting, but to our lives. So, Brian, I would love for you to touch on how can people connect with you on the call, and secondly, just the heartbeat for building that community and building that call so that professionals can come to the table and discuss their options.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Bernard. I um, the Thursday night community. Let's just first state what it is for career professionals we don't always have a place of safety. In the workplace, we do have friends and people we talk to, but really, where can we go to truly ask the questions we want to ask? And that's where I come in. You know, you see the blazer on my logo, and there's a story behind why I wear the blazer, but also that blazer can cover up what's underneath. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the blanket. That's that safety net. So I want you to know that there's many of us that, have gone through. We've blazed the trail.
2: Mm-hmm. So there's
1: no need for for you to go and try to create a new one when there's a maybe the first 10 steps, maybe there's a hundred steps you have to take. And instead of trying to create the first 10 yourself, maybe take the path that we've already created for the first 10. Yeah. And at some point you're going to have to blaze your own trail. But it doesn't mean that the entire trail has to be blazed by you. Right. You know, there's a portion of my trail that I followed in the steps of someone else, Mm. you know. And so I just want people to know that the reason that we do the career matters, the reason we do the Thursday night call is because there are some things that you need to know that will literally save you time and make you money. And you need to get that in a place of safety where you can feel comfortable asking certain questions. And every Thursday night, you're able to do that. You can tune in 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern every Thursday night. We have various guests. Sometimes I do teach a a particular topic. Uh, You have people calling in literally from all over the country who are eager to learn and eager to grow in their careers. You have your typical kind of corporate career people. You have entrepreneurs. You have college students. So it's just a a nice, healthy blend of careers. But remember, the number one thing is, don't ever feel like you have to go with this alone. Mm. And that's why I created this. Cause I, for a while I felt like I was doing this all by myself and I'd never want anyone to feel that way. I love it. I love the clarity there.
0: And I, and having been on the call, having been a guest on the call, I can tell you veteran leaders, when you have a career specific topic to discuss, I love that Brian touched on right at the gate, a safe space, but then True experts. I have seen Brian not know the answer and say, okay, I know there are some HR professionals on the phone. What should this person do? And the HR professional spoke up, you know, someone with 20 years experience and just really talking the facts of what you can and can't do in that corporate setting. And it was so transformational for me because it wasn't something I would have thought of on my own. So Brian, I just want to thank you for creating that safe space creating that community. And again, head over to Brian Thomas Speaks on IG. He posts about the details of why your career matters, but also that's how you can connect to the professional call, the Thursday night call. And trust me, you don't wanna miss that call, especially when you have uh, career questions. Brian, we're wrapping up. And before you give us some parting guidance, some words of wisdom, some things to live by, I would like to know from you, why your focus on career matters will make 2018 the absolute
1: best year of your life? Yeah, selfishly, uh, <laughs> the reason that I believe that it's going to make 2018 the best year of my life is the clarity. It's just it's clear. I don't me personally. I don't have to worry. Mm. I don't have to try to over strategize. I don't have to overthink it. What I'm pouring out into the world is what I know,
2: mm.
1: and it's my truths. So I could be wrong, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that every single thing I say is the best thing in the world, but it's my truths. And because it's my truths of what I've experienced, what I've endured, and what I've learned, it's natural. So what you hear, if you hear me speak at any point this year, mm-hmm. if you uh, watch any video, if you hear any audio, any podcast, if you look at any photo, know that it's of 100% purity. Right. There's nothing made up. There's no makeup applied to
2: this.
1: (sighs) And because of that, I have the purity of mind, which allows for me to just relax and focus on being a better servant and just getting more information. So selfishly, it's clarity for me. And because it's clarity for me, the result is going to be even more and better information for you. Right. And and that's why I believe 2018 is going to be so great in this space because I'm going to tell you, Bernard, how I know it's going to be great. And it has nothing to do if I'm getting paid to come and speak or do trainings. It's the fact that on a weekly basis, like today's Sunday. So Sunday is when I make my final decision of which subject I'm going to share tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. I had a game plan for a subject. And then my videographer says, Brian, this is a New year subject that I just completed. I think we should do this one next. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never been in a position where I had more than enough information to share with you. Right. Right. And it's only because I'm speaking in the place that I know Mm. I'm speaking my truth. And when you're speaking your truth, it's unlimited information. Yeah. And so the fact that I literally have six, the next five career matters teaching content, they're done. Like we already got the videos edited. Everything's done. We're just sitting here trying to like have some fun with which one, which order they should go in. But not like, that's like my problem right now is which order I should put the videos in.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, and that's why I say 2018 is going to be a good year because that's fun, right? We're not sitting here worrying what do the people need? Like we already know what they need. They're giving us that feedback. They're telling us this. Yeah. Now it's just, we're having fun with, what's the right order? What's happening in in the business world in March that we don't want to release in January because we want to release it closer to March. So it it has greater impact. Right, right, right. You know, and so those are the kind of things why I say I really feel that 2018 is going to be a good year because the things I'm worrying about aren't even things you should be worrying about. Mm. Right. They're not they're not like real worries. They're like just strategy. And that comes from from speaking your truth and really hashtag stay in your lane. There it is. Hashtag stay in your lane because the more you're in there, it's not that it gets easier, right? There's stresses. I still don't have a seven-figure professional development, career development business. I don't have that.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: But I know that if I stay in this lane, I can create a multi-million dollar business that then will allow us to serve. Watch this, Bernard. And I, I really accepted this on my life yesterday. I don't charge people to bring me in to speak because I think I'm just so cool. Mm. I charge and I charge what I do charge. Why? Because I want to be able to do it for free when I want to do it. Oh, wow. So if I can make a certain dollar figure paid and I don't have to tie up, you know, all my days now I can go teach for free. I can do podcasts like this whenever I want. And my family is still taken care of. Right. right. And, we're, and now we're making an even greater impact because I'm not so thirsty out here that mm. I'm, I'm not able to serve in the purity, which is when it's usually free is when it's on a whole nother level. Right. And okay. so that's why I want to create such a, a big business because I want to just wake up and go serve for free whenever I want to with wow. no negative impact to my family. Wow. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't don't think it gets any clearer than that. And I love that you, you really highlighted your process. And Brian, you know, from the start of this conversation, you talked career matters. You took us through, you know, how business leaders and veteran leaders can use some of the tips strategies and tools that you're teaching to level up their careers you also took us behind the scenes with your daddy diaries and what it meant for you to you know come from a legacy of service your dad being a veteran your uncle's your grandfather and as far back as you could see but also what you're pouring into your son and showcasing to people that I don't just want you to win on one side of your career I want you to win at home as well and as much as possible I'll show you The actual go do's of what that looks like. Then, what I really enjoyed was you you took us to the 18 year old Brian. You told us about the anger issues. You told us about needing to have a tough conversation. And then, the formula and inspiration that came from that, having one crazy idea and one person to believe in you. And I think we all needed to hear that because there are those moments where we know the idea is crazy, but we don't have the person to believe in us. And you took us through how that transformed you. You also went deep about your career matters, one day conferences, their power sessions, and what we are going to learn and what we're going to get by being in the room with world leaders, with people who are hungry for their next level. And your 55, five and five strategy is still shaking up LinkedIn and having people understand that. You can negotiate right at the start and maybe it's not salary, right away but maybe it is vacation time and i know that that's going to resonate with many people it has with me i would love for you to give us you know some parting words of wisdom and guidance head over to BrianThomasSpeaks.com. connect with him on instagram as well brian thomas speak and brian please share with us something that we can take today and into 2018 that's
1: going to change our careers and our lives forever yeah, Bernard, I, I really thought long and hard about, you know, a, a formal parting shot, something poetic. But I'm going to take you back to a conversation I had with a young man. He saw me, ironically, I haven't, many people don't know this story, but I taught fourth graders engineering f- almost three year, four years ago. I was unemployed. Uh, I was a um, summer in Detroit teaching engineering to fourth graders. Mm. And, um, He was in that journey with me and he uh, reached back out to me. He's like, Brian, thank you so much for these videos. This is really important. I'm grateful he's in New York now. He's an engineer in corporate America himself now. Hmm. And um, we were talking the other day and he was talking about salary negotiation and some of the things he was struggling with. And I said, you know, this is why I do this. I don't want you to make money just to make money. He says, Brian, what do you mean by that? I said, my wife wants my son to have a certain education. She wants him to be in certain language emerging schools early in life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She wants to, for him to be exposed to certain programs that certain communities have around here in our uh, neighborhoods.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I said, well, typically, if you look at education, education comes at a cost. And for me to be able to give my son the education my wife wants, and I desire to as well, we need a house in a certain neighborhood.
2: Hmm.
1: I said, if I choose not to value myself appropriately at work, if I choose not to grow my career, if I choose not to get that extra 20,000 in my salary, Mm -hmm. then if you look at buying a house, 20,000 in your salary could net about 60,000 worth of house. Hmm. That 60,000 worth of house could be the difference between one zip code or the other. And that difference could be my son going down the educational path that my wife wants or not. Mm. And so as we grow in our careers, as we look at money going into our bank accounts, understand that there is one, two, three levels of depth and, and impact that you don't even see that is going to exist yep. if you choose to or not choose to grow your career. Yep. And the fact that I'm now seeing that, Bernard, I'm just now really seeing that it's not about you know, me and my wife being financially stable. It's not me and my wife growing our careers and just having, you know, titles. It's the fact that we now are doing some generational changes and those generational changes are tied to money because you need money and resources. Yep, absolutely. And so I do want you to grow. I want you to take this serious for the things you can see, but why not give it a shot and take it serious for the things you can't see? because there are some things that you can't see that growing your career is going to greatly impact. And you, when they, when you finally see it, you're going to be like, wow, yeah, I didn't even see that. There was no idea I would even know that. Right, right, right. And that's why I know that this is God ordained because God isn't going to uncover it all because we're, meet, we're just human and we can't really appreciate it all at one time. So he has to keep a little bit hidden from us to keep our faith and keep us believing. And so that's what I challenge you with today is not only be successful in your career for what you can see, but be successful in your career for what you can't see and trust that God will protect you.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you for that, Brian. I'm, I'm humbled to have you on the uh, Veteran Leadership Blog Podcast. And I love that you just took this time out of your schedule, you know, on this Sunday morning, just to teach us what you know works and impart over a decade of corporate experience and at a high level from the classroom to the boardroom. You are welcome back anytime you want to be. I appreciate you. Again, I'm challenging the uh, veteran leaders to head over to BrianThomasSpeaks.com, connect with Brian, connect with his work on Instagram, and let us know how this conversation impacted your career. And remember, the Thursday night call is a safe place for professionals to gather and learn strategies to take your career to the next level and know that your career matters. Thank you,
1: Brian. No problem, Bernard, thank you. And guys, make sure you, you nurture, you love and appreciate your leader, Bernard's a great man. Make sure you guys uh, stay connected with him, keep encouraging him, keep loving him so he doesn't give up, he's human. He's gonna go through pitfalls as well. So make sure you guys spread the love back to him.
0: Appreciate that, Brian.
1: No problem, take care guys. All right, take care guys and thanks for uh, joining me on live.